Hi everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit Get Fit Recovery. This is the series where we explore the various ways you can recover from exercise, giving you our thoughts and bringing you the latest scientific data as well. This week we discuss ice baths, so cold water immersion and basically cryotherapy in general. We felt this one needed to be next after seeing a couple of posts in regards to a picture of Mo Farah, the Olympian, using one of them and the post then proceeding to slag off ice baths basically without any further context. Tom even replied to one of these posts and they actually replied to everybody else but not him. Cryotherapy is very context heavy but we think the general points and science we bring up will prove a lot of value. Oh and a no context spoiler for this episode, primal wheelie bins. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello boys, welcome back. Good evening, Jen. Howdy. Hi. <laughs> it's good. Not going to say hello. <laughs> I, what I was didn't... you typing, Andy? Um, seconds. Seconds. Oh. Seconds? Second. The word are, seconds. You prog- are you programming in the middle of a podcast? <sighs> yeah, well, Tom takes fucking ages to do anything, so I thought I could at least get like... Different... I get four weeks done. Um, <laughs> four I only manage half a week. Uh, so I'm really impressed with Tom there. So, <laughs> what, are you, um, what are you programming, Andy? What are you programming for? Anything just, exciting? Just, Anything special? Yeah, just some running. A lot of running going on at, uh, at the moment. Uh, I, I feel like uh, a lot of people, the fact that with the gyms going and uh, stuff like that, we should get out and do some running. But just running, but with a bit of... With a bit of, bit of direction. With a bit of you know? galloping. Galloping. In yeah. Like a horse. You're going to make hurdles. And like fence posts. What's your opinion on horses? What? Um, I as, have pe- one. as people, like, what do you think about them? Horses as people? Well, no, no. What I mean, like, as people, like, I think horses are quite bloodthirsty animals. Yeah. Uh, I can see a point. What I, I mean by this bit, is, like... very selfish. They are very selfish. Um, I've, I've lost a fair bit of money on the Grand Nationals. So yeah, they are quite selfish. <laughs> but what I mean is like, if you think about it, like since the dawn of time, since we industrialised warfare, even before we industrialised warfare, when it was tribal, you know, like uh, horses have always been at the forefront of battle. World War One, World War Two, fucking the, the Civil War, uh, medieval, like the, the knights. Uh, you know, as I said, like tribal. Like, a look at look at the Native Indians. They used horses. Um, even like in Afghanistan recently, special forces used horses. Is this the fucking History Channel? Is it? If you've ever listened to the, um, if you've never listened to the Chat Shit Get Fit podcast, um, welcome. It's about fitness. It's about fitness. Um, but horses Is are bloodthirsty animals. Brilliant. They all like went down the dog, <laughs> I thought I thought David Attenborough was just going to pop up next to next to. Even outside of a war setting, horses are still violent. Like if you YouTube horses, the first video you're going to get is of a horse like back kicking someone in the face. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, like Andy's typing away at horses now. You can tell. I can hear just by the sound of the keys. I am literally looking at horses. It's <laughs> getting kicked. <laughs> horses, right? Yeah. You get horse shoes. Why the fuck yeah. does a horse need shoes? I'll tell you why. Underneath those uh, those horse race places, the what the fuck's it called? The, the track. The track mm. is magnetised. And it's to keep the horses mm. from running off into the crowd and just annihilate the crowd. 
And you got any evidence for this, Tom, or is this just something you've just thought of in your just mad, like, imaginative head? I'm sure there's like a secret stairway at every horse racing track, and you can go under, and there's like, and there's a higher turnover rate in jockeys as well because they tend to get eaten after the race by their own horse. <laughs> I can't even back that up. I can't even go with you on that one, mate. Also, you know, I love this as well. <laughs> People read the title of this podcast and think, oh, Ice Bath, oh, this would be interesting. Horses wear magnetised <laughs> fucking shoes and they run around horse track. I mean, you, you could write it, could you? But let's, let's move on to the actual episode then. We're back with another recovery episode. Last week was foam rolling. Well, not last week, but the last episode was foam rolling. And this week we're tackling something that's been quite popular in the in the world of social media. We've seen it quite a lot and that is cryotherapy slash sort of ice bath slash ice chamber. Basically anything to do with ice, really. It's kind of what we're getting at. And this is this has been quite popular. What what are, What is an ice bath, I think we should start with? So what do you guys think of when someone tells you an ice bath. Uh, it's it's a bath made out of ice. Yeah, you can't I think of like really rustic looking imagery of like a bucket. Someone gets like a giant bin and they just fill it with ice and just sit in it. That's what I think yeah. of. Billy Basic, just fill that with the ice. Poor, the poor man's version, it, like a wheelie bin full of ice and water. I mean, there's two different types of cryotherapy. Uh, there's one where it's what we're kind of talking about now, like an ice bath. Uh, that's cold water more, immersion, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, CWI, cold water immersion, yeah. which is basically an ice bath. Um, you also get cryotherapy chambers. Um, yes. I, I, Air, do you know what? I'm not going to bother asking you, Bill, because you're still um, a little spud. But, Andy, you're kind of more on my age. You're ancient like me. Do you ever watch Demolition Man? Yeah. That, that's, like, they've got a cryotherapy chamber in that. Yeah, it's a cryo-freeze chamber, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they don't literally freeze people and let them out like hundreds of years later. But like, it's No, they do in Demolition Man. They do in Demolition Man. But that's the it's not yeah. So it's not. So it's not relevant at all. Then it's completely different. Actually, technically, that's not the future because the future for them is the past for us. It's one of those. It's it's a film that's old enough that their version of the future has already happened by now. Right. Fucking get back on topic. Right. <laughs> so, so the chambers that you're on about, they have like a little bit of water, don't they? It's mainly air, isn't it? Isn't it like? Vapor? I have no yeah. idea to be honest with you. I'm assuming it's like yeah, it's vapor. So technically, it is water, but it's been vaporized. Yeah, so it's a high pressurized air system, isn't it? It's not water. You don't get. You're not getting submerged, are you? you get, no, you're you not get getting submerged. Pushed. But there is there is water. The ones that I've seen people lay in, there is there is like I don't know. I don't know exactly inch, couple of inches. It's not, but you will be. What about it. the ones you stand up in? Have you not seen the ones you stand oh, up in? You, yeah, like, you walk in and then they they spray you. There's like the like air comes from all different sides, and it's like fucking really cold. It, it generally like, does look like a, a like a a sci-fi kind of like chamber. Yeah. It's some of them have like dials on them and like LCD screens. I mean, you can pretty oh, pull up on Google. You want about them shit fucking films? You know where they walk in, they get sprayed with air. Like you are decontaminated. Yeah, it's like that. Um, uh, top Premier League football teams have them. All the players, they sometimes get they get they get told to pay, they got so much money. Yeah. What else are they going to spend their money on? They already have their own racetrack of horse racing. Uh, they got their the world's most amount of magnets to to have it fixed. They probably got um, their own horse yeah. fight club. The low they, track, yeah, definitely. That's where all the used up horses go to. Mm-hmm. But I mean, going back to that, that's quite an interesting one. Not the horses going back to cryotherapy. What you said about being sprayed with water and then being frozen. Um, that would definitely be detrimental, I think, depending on how cold it is, because you're being exposed through liquid and then cold air. Uh, technically, I think that's what the communists used to do um, in the 40s when they wanted to mass murder people, is like hose them down and then just stick them out in the cold in Siberia with no clothes on. But yeah, we're kind of getting off track again here, aren't we? Yeah, but I think the main one we'll probably talk about is the one that everyone normally seems to think of when they think of this sort of cryotherapy, and that's the ice bath. 
filling up like a big bin with loads of ice and water, jumping in it, sitting yeah. there. The recommended time is supposed to be up for about 10 minutes, up to your neck, and then for about 10 minutes. That's a good little point to make, actually, because one of the big things about uh, cold water immersion or cryotherapy in general, but mostly cold water immersion, is people worried about hypothermia, but it is to do with the time that you're spending in there. You know, this isn't like the Titanic where people was in, you know, <laughs> the Atlantic for hours and upon hours upon end. You know, this is like a very quick dose relative to that. Yeah, T- ten minutes. You're in, and you, you get the to get the benefit. Uh, the reason why it's been quite popular on social media recently is because there's been a little picture of um, Sir Mo Farah popping about the internet with him sitting in his little ice bath, smiling away. And there's been a few accounts which Tom had a fucking bit of a tiff with. But I've been basically you know saying what? that cold. I'll, they're all shit. They're all fucking pointless. And... I want to clarify. It wasn't really a tiff. Um, well, no, I, because they didn't say anything back to you, did they? <laughs> no, but even then, it, I don't think it would have been a tiff. But I, I was a bit disappointed that you know my 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 comment was ignored, but everyone else's was replied to in the meantime. But I mean, usually, so, I, mean, I don't I don't want to mention the account on here. You know, it is an account that usually puts out good information. But but it did show a severe lack of critical thought with this. Uh, but yeah, sorry, Bill. I'll let you, I'll let you carry on with the story. Yeah. So Tom basically absolutely went hard in. He was abusing this a social media account. He was yeah he was oh, sharing it all over his Instagram. People were attacking. No, I'm joking. But no, he basically put a comment it. on there. He basically <laughs> put a comment there, kind of giving some information that we're going to give you today, but that he gave to this person. They replied to everyone else, ignored it, and it was they used Mo Farah in his little bath, saying bloody bloody bar. So we thought, hang on. So let's let's talk about this then because is our ice baths good for recovery? So what we kind of know, I mean, if you guys agree with me, ice, I've seen data suggest it can help with it can help with acute recovery. So there is data suggest that it, it might help. Okay, in some in some things, for example, acute. When we say acute performance recovery, we're talking about. Um, let's think of the CrossFit Games. They're doing a four to five day event where they've got to do high performance work for four to five days they could need this type of acute recovery because they're going to be beating up every day. So they And they haven't got time to do anything. They've literally got they've got to recover quickly. So that's why you sometimes see them getting into ice baths because perhaps it can help them with that acute recovery. If you're just doing it, if you're just a walker um, and you're just doing a walk every day, I, don't, I wouldn't really see the need for that acute recovery. All of the analysis that I looked at today uh, suggested... <laughs> today? <that's> all... <laughs> yeah, well, sorry, mate. I've got a fucking job. I didn't get to get <laughs> furloughed or just get told to go home, you know. Um, I just spent a couple of hours on it today. Is that all right? That's fine, Andy. I feel, fine, like, I, just... I, I feel like you're judging me now. No, no, it's fine, dude. No, let's no, let's not skip this over, Bill. I can't see you, which really angers me on the top of things anyway. Okay, so I'm just going to talk at a different angle, okay? And I'm going to imagine you're the lampshade. This blue steam. I'm not happy with the way that you attacked me on this podcast. I'm glowing right now, aren't I? I'm, glow- I'm glowing with... This would be great therapy for angry it. horses. <laughs> Could you get a horse where, to a lampshade? shade? Are we, are we not... Oh, all right, fine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, this is a bit of like a, a complicated, like... So, I don't want to say it's a complicated topic to talk about, but it's one of those things where there's a lot of context surrounding it. Um, I feel like in, in the fitness industry in general, people do tend to, to deal in absolutes. So you ask, this is why it, it it frustrates me when someone asks me a certain question, they expect me to just answer it saying good or bad. 
oh, yeah, it's good, or yeah, it's bad, or yes or no. And sometimes I'll say, oh, well, it depends. And I know that can frustrate people. That's because in our line of work, everything depends on context. Now, with cryotherapy in general, in fact, I'm going to say cold water immersion. Cold water immersion does have its benefits depending on the context. But in some contexts, I wouldn't recommend it for other people. So, I mean, um, in a lot of the literature we've had with cold water immersion, it has shown that even though markers of recovery do tend to improve a little bit, uh, so when I'm saying talk about recovery, I'm talking about an improvement in baseline performance and also uh, DOMS, so delayed onset of muscle soreness, so how sore you are as well. So, yeah, you do get slight improvements in all of that. However, the evidence does seem to suggest that you tend to kind of like slow down muscle growth you know, if you're if you're constantly yeah. doing cold water immersion, that's true. I mean, recently, if we if we go back a bit, there was only really when people used to claim because this is quite an old claim. This about saying ice baths can reduce um, hypertrophy, really, which is obviously the muscle growth and stuff. So, there's, but when we talk about that, there was only ever kind of a couple of papers on this, and then I think it was 2017. There was another paper that came out. So there's like there's only about three papers on this actually, which actually support the 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 claim that it reduces hypertrophy when you have these this is consistently though if you had like one ice bath a month i don't think that's going to do anything but i think it has to be quite a yeah consistent amount of ice baths sort of like after training you get straight in there after yeah. training straight in there that daily yeah and although i've only said there's only three papers you might think oh, there's only three things but the thing is they're all very similar in their method that the kind of the methods they approach and that the results they got are quite consistent which kind of shows because they got consistent results it's kind of hard to be like mm. so we say that uh all the evidence as i said does seem to suggest that it does seem to hinder hypertrophy muscle growth however uh the most recent evidence i've seen on this which is a paper from 2019 and that's by fife is it shows that yeah it does slow down hypertrophy but it doesn't seem to affect strength yeah, you've got to make sure they're two different things. People have got to make sure they understand that. You know? I'll tell you what, it's a, it's, a good, uh, it's a good little takeaway from this, though. And it kind of goes to what you said about how there's like quite a few studies on this. I know some people think that we should just study something once and then move on and go and find something that we don't know about. But it's actually, this is a good example of why it's important to kind of replicate studies. Replicate studies over and over again, sometimes with different populations, different circumstances. Uh, you know, different dosages of the method being used because that's how we could find out the applications of the conclusions that they've come to. So, okay, some studies have shown that it affects hypertrophy. Um, some studies show that it's affected strength. However, the most recent studies showed that, yeah, it affected hypertrophy in a negative sense, but it hasn't actually affected strength. So I'll quickly just read out an extract here from that five paper that Tom just mentioned. Uh, importantly, the attenuation of muscle fiber hypertrophy with CWI did not impair maximal strength, so it did not impair maximal strength, which potentially reflects a discordance between training-induced changes in muscle mass and strength. Together, these this data further highlights the ability of CWI to blunt resistance training-induced muscle growth, but not strength, and suggests the avoidance of post-exercise CWA when muscle hypertrophy is a desired resistance training outcome. So if you're like a bodybuilder, that's basically suggesting, look, you might not want to do multiple yeah. ice baths, but if you're like a power lifter, you know, strength is strength is the aim. It's not going to hinder your strength ability because you're not too bothered. I mean, you can get tiny little power lifters. You can lift massive weight because they're strong, yeah. but they don't look strong because they're not going for that hypertrophy goal. 
Actually, the ironic thing is I'm kind of looking at that five paper and the results. Um, I mean, what I like about this is in regards to testing strength, they actually did strength-based exercises. So they had like the leg press, uh, bench press, and they actually found that in the cold water immersion groups, all right, it's only like an extra percent more, but they actually improved their strength after cold water immersion. Um, same with the bench press as well. Uh, so with the bench press, like the control group, those are the people that didn't go for any cold water immersion. Their bench press one rep max was like 8.7%. However, the post-training after cold water immersion, there was like 10.3%. So actually, it was actually a you know slight... What I think that is, is because if we go back to that mate analysis earlier, it showed that even though the, the differences weren't massive, I mean, you're, you're saying the percentages there, they're not a huge difference, but when you're in a competitive environment, that competitive edge could be all the difference. And when you're these cold water ice baths, what they're suggesting is, is that they can kind of prolong your ability to perform for that little bit extra that you need. So like on these long events or when these events require you to perform over multiple days, being able to have that edge where you can maybe perform at a little bit better than you would have done. Because normally, if you're at 10% that day, you've then trained, you're fatigued. So the next day, technically, you'd be lower mm-hmm. percent. Because I mean, these, you're having these baths, it might one, be long. What I'm trying to get at there is like the the difference in the numbers there are negligible, really. Like they're, yeah, of course, they're barely yeah. a change, but it doesn't show that there's a massive drop off after cold water immersion. So it doesn't show that it actually makes you lose strength. But yeah, everything depends on the context here. Now, kind of like what Andy was saying earlier about like, oh, having it constantly after every session, that isn't something I would advise. Uh, it's something I do like to kind of say now and again is the poisons in the dosage usually. You know, and in regards to cold water immersion, it's not something I'd recommend people do all the time. You know, cause it's not going to be optimal and it can actually, you know, hinder your ad- adaptations. But when I might use something like cold water immersion, actually, I want to just throw out there that personally, I wouldn't do cold water immersion. And that's simply because it's something like I can't I bother like to cold. do and I don't like the it's cold. It's far too cold. Yeah, it's far too But uh, if anything, that shows that I've not got a bias towards it. But I can see why some people might do it. I might use it not after a training session, but I might use it after competition. Or if I've got like several events in one day where we need, once again, is that keyword, acute recovery, where I need to recover quick because I've got to do something again within the next few hours, then yeah, I might just quickly plop myself into an ice bath because at the end of the day, my goal at that time, my main concern, my focus is not, oh, shit, this might not allow me to grow that little bit of extra muscle that I want to. You know, it's just a simple case of I need to be able to perform better, pretty sharpish, and I need to get rid of my sore fucking calves, my sore arse, you know, whatever else I might be suffering from with DOMS. So in that sense, it can be useful. I'm going to disagree with Tom here, to be honest. Um, I, I understand what you're saying, and I, and I see it, but I would say that if you are... If you're a top level athlete, and I mean top top of your top of your game, whatever you're doing, this will become a routine because we know that the body has like you're not gonna never do an ice bath and just think fuck. I've got a competition next week. Yeah, I'm gonna do the competition after day one. Do you know what? I'm just gonna jump in an ice bath because our body reacts majorly different to new stimuluses. So if we're doing something that our body's not used to, you know, like has anyone actually has anyone had an ice bath? No. Not intentionally. No, I, I have. I have. Um, and again, I've always done it wrong where, do you know, it comes like to this recovery sort of side of stuff. Do you know when you do stretching and that? Yeah. 95% of the population only do it when they're in a shit state. It's too late by then. And, 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 and it's too late by then. 
And I just, I just feel, uh, and the studies show that there's a, there's a small imp, like impact of, yeah, goodness about it. You know what I mean? Like an acute performance increase. But for the mere mortals like us, if you haven't fine-tuned your nutrition, if you haven't fine-tuned your sleep, that sort of side of life, you 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 can't be looking at this thing as an easy, yeah, quick bit, fix. Yeah, it's a bit. <laughs> I get. I completely get what you're too, saying there. Yeah, it's a bit too drastic. Like I would, I would, I would agree with you in the sense of um, if it was for like you are the top of your game, I would say put this in weeks before, so your body knows what it's going to. Because at the end of the day. Cold water immersion, some of this stuff goes down really, really cold. Is that not going to put a shock on your body? And we don't know what, you don't know what your, how your body's going to react to it. Yeah, you're not going to take risks, are you, on competition day or like in the middle of a competition? You're not going to do things you've never done before. So I, I want to further your point, Andy, because that's really that's good. A fair so point, yeah. That, that meta analysis you spoke about earlier, that kind of related quite well to athletes. So I'll read a little bit from this uh, meta analysis then. So they said, the current analysis has shown that the percentage improvements of performance recovery to be accepted from post-exercise cooling are large enough to be relevant for competitive athletes. Particularly for whole body cold water immersion, cooling-induced improvements of 5% and more can be expected. So once again, there's small percentages, but for the competitive athlete, when he wants that edge, that could be quite useful that. for us. But it's what's the point? I mean, it's just, as you said, it's, if, we're, if we haven't got our sleep on point or our nutrition on point, we're, just kind of, we're chasing numbers that we don't need to chase. But if you're a competitive athlete, I can see why this could be quite, quite useful. And again, this is this is my sort of my sort of inner hatred towards social media and top level top level athletes that do this. Like the the picture of Mo Farah getting in an ice bath, it just it just screams. Well, if Mo Farah does it, well, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, I get you. You know, and and people don't understand this. Like it's it's, it's a lucky that we're doing doing this podcast to to show that there is no massive. Do you know what I mean? It's not like fucking hell. What are we all missing out on? Yeah, we're missing. We hell, need yeah. to do this. Yeah, you know I mean, it's this you can do or not. You know, uh, and it's a bit of a shame. Like I've seen Cara Saunders; she has one at her own house. There's a few of the top level athletes over in America that have these, and they and they swear by them. Did you ever watch that Buttery Bros YouTube video where they went yeah, to that guy's yeah, house and he, they, was, he did he trained that, seven days a week and he was having an ice bath every single day after his sessions. Yeah. He was training every single day CrossFit. He was he was ripped. He wasn't massive probably because hypertrophy was probably being hindered because he was doing it every fucking and day. And he was doing and, it, and he was doing just doing CrossFit yeah. and everyone knows that ligaments he, not muscle. He said yeah he was like I'm not sore I don't feel sore. I don't know if that's... I'm not going to say it's because of the ice bath, but the fact that he was doing ice baths every day and he was... Obviously, his body's adapted. His body's was adapted to doing seven days think? a week. Was that? Was he drug-free, do you think? I couldn't tell you, mate. I couldn't tell you. And then on top of that as well, is it is it the placebo effect? You know what I mean? That could be oh, having God, yeah. detriment to it. But Definitely. yet he's feeling good. And these things, it's like you put people around this. You know what I mean? Your, your athlete that you idolise does it, so you do it. And you're already that biased about, well, they do it, so I should do it. And then on top of that, they're like, they love it, I love it. And this sort of mindset that we go down, that's why all these gimmicks end up getting fucking paid millions for and we buy this shit because we just follow this sort of, they love it, I love it. So it must it's work not, For me, that's not worth it. To go through that fucking absolute Baltic situation for 10 minutes, just for the sake of a few percent that I don't actually fucking need, it's like... And the effort to go to, to have to set it up, and I feel it's more of a gimmick than than like it's worth 
for general population, through. if you're a competitive athlete, I'd say it's not a gimmick. I don't know. I th- I feel like there is some there is some benefit. I'd say. I mean, there's two things I want to I want to talk about. The first thing I want to kind of re- rewind back to about uh, five minutes ago, uh, as do with what Andy said about not being used to something. You know, um, and I do I like that. Cause that's a really good point to make actually. And that is, yeah, if if you say you have a game day and you've never had any experience of cold water immersion, I wouldn't wait until competition to then make that your first time ever doing it. Because as, as you kind of said, you don't know how you're going to adapt to it. Do you know what I mean? So I think you would have to kind of, uh, no pun intended, test the waters before competition to see how you kind of react to that. I can't believe I fucking went there with that. It wasn't even intended. But I like yeah, it. I mean, uh, yeah, that that's really important. I'm glad you mentioned that because that didn't cross my mind. Um the second one, in regards to seeing what people do and then just thinking, well, they do it, I'm going to do it. Uh, I do agree, but once again, it's context dependent here. Because um, we could say that about anything that anyone does. We could see a powerlifter doing a one rep max and say, oh, well, what if Sally sees that and thinks I should go and do that for one rep max without actually building up any kind of capacity whatsoever. I think it depends on the mess how the message is relayed. So with Cold Water Immersion and Mo Farah, with his picture going up online, if there's actually context to it, they say, well, this is why he's doing it. And it's, you know, a bit evidence-based and fair enough. But if Hello Magazine or so I don't know why Hello Magazine would do it. that's the first gossip magazine I can think of it's always Hello Magazine it's always it? Hello Magazine it's the first one that came to mind if something like that uh, Papa Picture Mo Farron said oh Mo Farron does this because it and then they make all these unbased claims then yeah I, I agree with you yeah that's that's dog shit but you know it's, it is up to the, sometimes it is kind of up to us to how we translate it sometimes it's not that person's fault if someone else mistranslates it do you know what I mean because I thought that about that account that I, I I originally saw the picture on is I thought well actually they're not giving enough context here because everyone in the comments was like saying oh so it's a myth so it's a myth it's bullshit and they was tagging all their mates saying see you should stop doing it now maybe they are using it in the wrong context but that's why it's important for when people are putting out good information it's not just a binary thing of either good or bad everything depends on everything else. So if they're actually relaying their message well and saying this is why I'm doing it and this is the benefits and, you know, this is who it might be applicable for, fair enough. But if they're just, like, throwing out of unbased claims, then, yeah, that is bullshit, as I've mentioned twice. <laughs> Did he actually post that himself or was it just other people spreading that photo? Cause this I is the thing, him- because if someone's just pulled up that photo and then started posting it without any context, then that's actually them being a bit of a cunt. But if it's Mo Farah that's posted it and he's just saying all this random stuff like lactic acid and stuff like that, then yeah, fair enough. But I've not seen him. Do you want me to laugh, Tom, about that? that? You know that post that you you um you commented on? That person went like a massive rant about that, the hypertrophy claims and stuff. But then they had the picture of Mo Farah, which I was just imagine thinking, does he give a fuck about hypertrophy? Mo this Farah is, is a marathon runner. He's like a, he's like a pull through. He's like a twig, like a paper straw. Now, and they're going on about hypertrophy. He said, oh, Mo, he ain't going to build muscle. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, he don't give a fuck about that, does he? That picture might, and I'm saying might because I, don't, I simply don't know, it might not have even been taken after a training session. It might have been taken after he's crossed the finishing line. Shit, that might have been taken five years ago, ten years ago, whatever. How it could be so there's so much context to this that we just don't understand. This could be when he's first getting into it and his coach said get in there and it's snapped. 
or it's been nothing. That could have been a complete trial of like, oh, have you ever tried one of this? And he's just gone, nah, do you want to get in? See what it's like. Snap, done. He could never even... And now Paul Moe's getting the fucking blame for, you know, promoting these <laughs> apparent fads, which, as I said, I don't really agree with the idea that it's a fad. Now, don't get me wrong. In regards to general training and recovery, I think there's more efficient... Um, there's more efficient and more relatable ways we could go about recovery. And one of those things is, say, a static bike or something we mentioned before, Andy, uh, just simply walking after a gym session. That is fine. And I'd actually recommend that more than anything. But if you've just done 24 miles, is it 26 or 24 miles, Marathon? 26. 26, If you've done 26 miles and you've limped past the finishing line and your body is in absolute shit state and your 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 joints are hanging on with just duct tape the last thing you're going to think is i'm going to go for a bike ride i'm going to get on my static bike or i'm going to go for a walk you might just think i'm about to pass out here fucking just plunge me into a 10 minute ice yeah, bath oh, it's easy isn't it? you ain't got to do much thinking i mean you know it's quick i want to quickly rewind quickly to that picture do you remember that we just about how old that picture is so I found two things quickly behind a quick Google search. One, he did a tweet in 2013 saying, or ice bath after a long run. And I found that picture on an article from eight years ago. So that picture is from eight, at least eight years ago in an article. And that's been the man doesn't now age. To- so I, I didn't even <laughs> notice it was that old. <laughs> and we know, and this is, this is a funny thing. And we know in eight years, a lot more research can be done. Yeah. But it has. It has been done. Yeah. We've got studies from 2019. <laughs> but this is, this is what I mean that can sway people's like how things are read do you know what i mean like not so long ago in the army's eyes strength training was bad and yeah. winning is what we need so RPE 10 it, all the time bush 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 yeah and i was wondering why blokes were fucking keeling over creaming in so <laughs> these things will come and go you know i feel that it's just it's i say gimmick i know it's not a gimmick and i know it has its place Look, pretty much everything does in 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 certain circumstances. I think for the general population, it's a tool that most people are not going to need to use. I feel like they just want to say they do it. Yeah, especially not the fucking cryo chambers. No expense was no. I I feel like it's 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 one of them CrossFit things, isn't it? Do you know when it's like like hey, have you got the new Nano Tens? Fucking yeah, I do. And like everyone like gets their Nano Tens out and like wank each other off. And I love CrossFit. I'm I'm in that bubble. Um. And it's just one of them things, isn't it? Like, have you got an ice bath? Yeah, of course I've got an ice bath. Have you seen John Bridges' YouTube channel? He's in fucking ice baths every episode in his YouTube channel. He loves getting an ice bath. And this is is what I mean. It's it's not something I'll see all the time. No, I just, I just feel it's, it's, but then again, if it, if it becomes your routine and and this, this, this puts your mindset to a better place, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? Because I I feel that your body can be in rag, but if your mind is good to go, I think that that you literally just you. hit what I was going to say mindset. So I know Tom it's said something to me about this before. Someone someone messaged him or said about saying they use it for like mental resilience training. And now I can see this is kind of this is a tool that, that people would. Could you, how you fucking how brutal would be just sitting in a cold bath, just silence, just sitting there focused. I'm assuming it's a similar to smelling salts at the end of the day. If you go and it's like a swimmers. Like some swimmers will tend to go under a quick cold shower and then get in the pool. It, it wakes you up. Um, I have done that in the past, ironically, when I used to swim. And it, when I used to go swimming, it used to be really early in the morning and I would just fucking crawl out of the locker room like dead. And I'd get under a cold, cold shower and, yeah, nothing psychologically psychs you up like a cold shower. 
So I can see it, but that's that's different from recovery. But what we're saying is cold water immersion in the sense of pre-training as a quick wake-up, if it's for psychological benefit, then yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. Or just mental mental resilience training in general. Mm. It's just being able to prepare <laughs> yourself for that. What was that? Bin dipping. Bin dipping, yeah, bin dipping. So I think we've kind of we've kind of hit all the main points there, really. Um, what would we? I think we've kind of answered that. Would we recommend it? I mean, I personally, I would for the general population, I'd say you're much better off just going for a walk or a cycle, whether that's indoors or outdoors. If you want to do it on the machine or not, it doesn't really matter. And just 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 as that, use that as a bit of active recovery because an ice bath. The numbers we're seeing in in, in science, so to speak, is they're quite quite small and they can they can have a benefit for an athlete but let's face it there's very few of us who are at that much of an athlete level that's going to make that much of a difference or it's even worth doing i tell you what something's quite applicable for you guys let's just say you've done a competition of some sort um let's say you've done cambrian patrol or something like that have a word tom that's way too fucking green for me mate all right, yeah, all right. For, for, for me, you could have said something different, like a fucking just a normal fitness competition. You've gone Cambrian Patrol. I know, that's, the, that's the first thing that came to kind of. That mind. is nine hundred ninety-nine thousand miles more than I'm ever going to do in my army career. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but let's let, let's just say you've just. I feel I feel bad comparing the next one now. I'm just going to say let's just say you've just done like the monster of all tabs, and I mean you are absolutely fucked. But you're, the, the whole point is, is you, you're not doing it for the sake of hypertrophy or even strength. It's just something you need to do. And then you know that you've still got to do some work later on in the week. So you need to do some acute recovery. You don't care about muscle growth, but at the same time, you're too fucked to go on a bike or walk. The last thing you want to do is go on a bike or walk. But what is available to you is a bin, a hose pipe and a shit ton of ice. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've... I used it on P Company, and I don't think it helped at all um, in the sense that just everyone was doing it, so I did it, and I felt shit afterwards. I genuinely felt shit. Really? I was like, oh, my God, everything. Like, so you know what? I can actually see that being a benefit for P Company because you're doing, you're doing like, continuous work over multiple days without any yeah. rest, really, and you need that acute recovery for the sort of activity you're doing. So I can see why that's a... As Andy said earlier, everyone reacts differently. Yeah. And yeah. kind of what Andy said as well about placebos I, I think if you're already kind of going in with bad expectations about it, that will also affect yeah. it. Yeah. And the fact that I'd, I'd never done it before and I decided to do it when when it started to get hard and my body was slowly starting to just pile in, I decided to then jack up the recovery. I wasn't doing it as a regular. I wasn't looking at my, at my nutrition. I wasn't re- like stretching or anything. I just went for that easy fix of like, this will square me away. And it didn't. And I feel like it did make my injury my now injury and make it worse so yeah i just i don't know i don't know if you i'm not going to rule it out i wouldn't rule it out but i wouldn't invest in it you know like if someone turned around to me and go i've got a fucked freezer with no lid do you want me to bring it around to your garden and i went yeah sure and then i was having a barbecue and we were we were training in the morning, thinking about a barbecue in the afternoon or something. And we were all like, fuck it, should we do an ice bath for 10 minutes? I wouldn't say no to it. I wouldn't be like, oh, no, suggestions, this, that, and the other. We're not top-level athletes. 
I'd probably be like, yeah, fuck it, why not? Let's see how it goes. And just have that sort of like fun with it. You know, if we're all getting in it, we're all taking the piss, that sort of thing. I'd, I'd probably do it then. Yeah, but I wouldn't make it part of my regime. So It's like keto, isn't it? It's not fucking true. <laughs> <laughs> it's just subjective. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I think it's. I think you, as you're right there, to Andy. It's all very context context dependent. If it's a social thing, great. If you're a bodybuilder, probably wouldn't need to. If you're fucking doing P Company, which is an arduous selection course, and yeah, you might want to do it. But I think these numbers are quite low percentage wise. But placebo, I think, is really ramping up the perceived effects of it. Yeah, People are course, claiming yeah. bigger things than actually is true. Another possible application, just to give more context, this is possibly weight class athletes, uh, fighters, or combat sports, where they've got to stick to a certain weight class, so they don't really care about hypertrophy. Um, it's not like they're using cold or immersion to purposely stunt any kind of muscle growth, but. Once again, if you've just come out of the octagon or, you know, the fucking MG Arena, you've just been battered by, I don't know, Tyson Fury or someone, the last thing you're going to think is, bear in mind, you've just stepped out of that ring in absolute shit state. Oh, I'm going to go on the bike for a bit. Or I'm going to go have a walk on the treadmill. It's like, get me in a fucking ice bath, live And if I interfere with any kind of hypertrophy or any kind of strength, well, it's not like a long-term thing, is it? It's only like maybe, I think it's like 92 hours. It's something like 90 plus hours it affects it up to, you know. But it can get you back on your feet again quickly and get you back on into some kind of baseline performance if you are going back into the gym. And then just let periodization take over from there. But it's really important that I kind of say, it's even if you were to do that, you save it for days where... Either the training session is extremely intense. I'm talking about at the end of a training cycle where it's your most intense session and then you're going to be going back into a deload week anyway. So it doesn't really matter that much. Or I'll say it doesn't matter that much. It will because it can stunt hypertrophy. But, you know, it's not like it's going to completely fuck the progress you've made so far. Or you're saving it for straight after competition, you know. And once again, the goal isn't about hypertrophy in the first place, it's just about getting better. Tom, you know you mentioned about fighters then, about keeping the weight off. Would you not say then, perhaps before, like in the lead up to a fight, would it not help keep weight off? Is that not a... Because if you're stopping, if you're kind of preventing hypertrophy by taking consistent ice baths in your training for these fighters, is that not and then going to keep their weight lower than it would have been if they're growing more muscle and they don't actually want to? I don't know. I don't know that could work. Possibly. I mean, it yeah. depends what their training's like in the first place and whether they actually make any hypertrophic gains leading up to that. Um, with fighters, don't get me wrong, they do build lean mass, but it's mostly strength and power. What I would say is yeah, leading absolutely. up to a fight, would you want to use co-op immersion if it's going to affect your strength? It's not though, is it? Apparently, according uh, to that five paper. Maybe, maybe not. We need to replicate over and over and over and over. Yeah, would you take risks? I personally yeah, I suppose- If there's money on the line... <laughs> I'm yeah, getting back the line, free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Andy, you like... It's like, You're like... <sighs> it's all no, context, I, I isn't it? I, I, do you know, no, because I can see... So, I was watching a YouTube video and uh, they went round and they were doing this thing. So, they were doing sauna for five minutes, ice bath for three minutes and they repeated this process. Hmm. And and these guys loved it. They were like, always do this, come home from training, this is my process. 
and it looked really cool. And I think it's be- probably because they had barbecue on the go, and it was really hot. It was in America. Do you know what I mean? You couldn't do it in England, could you? It's a social you sat thing, out right, in your it? gut. That, it's a, yeah. a laugh, isn't it? People love jumping into an ice bath. Like, hey, look at me. You know I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't do it in England. Could you imagine to be sat in your garden? It's just raining and bird shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sat in a fucking, in a wheelie bin. <laughs> but, <laughs> fucking <right>. cat shit. <laughs> just <laughs> cat shit. Yeah. Oh, just sat there. And your wife or your wife or husband's just looking at you thinking, what the fuck have I married? What the yeah. fuck are you? And your kids are like, oh, nice one, dad. You're a bin guy now. <laughs> This is the most like British response to cold water immersion I've ever heard. <laughs> a bin guy. Because <laughs> yeah, we always think of it, don't they? Sunny California, like that. Out oh, some fucking amazing plain barbecue. There's bit bottles of Bud Light everywhere. People are, like music's playing. People. I think fucking, of Wim Hof, and... that uh, you know, cold water ice bath guru type guy, where he's doing it in the snow and stuff like that. But no, over here it's like Coronation Street behind some, <laughs> yeah. you know. Terraced houses in the bin. <laughs> Sat there with a Stella just hanging out your fucking bin. <laughs> Wearing a bucket hat. <laughs> yeah. It's a shit stay. Oh, mate. Well, anyone in the UK now is going to be like put off having an ice bath because I feel like looking like a fucking Stella twat. <laughs> if you're having an ice yeah. bath in January, there's something wrong with you anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you yeah. thinking? <laughs> fucking hell. Right, yeah. So I think I think we pretty much covered it there. So it's pretty much context dependent. If you want more advice on this, I've, I'm, I'm aware we've been quite vague with some of the advice because it is very context dependent. So if you've, if you've got some more context for us in your individual situation, drop us a message, um, and we we can answer your question based on your context because obviously it's going to be different for everyone. Um, if someone tells you you need to have one, ignore them because you don't need to have one. It depends entirely on your situation. Any closing points, lads, or we'll wrap up this week's episode? Um, my don't smoke weed. Cheers, Andy. <laughs> Especially if you're standing bollock naked in a freezing cold bin full of ice, wearing a bucket hat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I just can't get the, the, the bucket hat out of my head now. But yeah, I mean, my conclusion would be I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it in general for bodybuilders. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it for recreational lifters or exercisers. Um, for athletes where the goal is, the goal of Quick, rapid, keyword being rapid recovery, is more important than strength and hypertrophy, then yeah, I'd say do it, but don't do it often. And I would save it for post-competition. If you can get on a bike or do some kind of other active uh, recovery, such as walking, I would always say try and do that instead. But if your legs are like jelly um, and the last thing you want to do is walk or cycle, then yeah, just go dunk yourself in an ice, icy bath. Doesn't sound appealing to me personally, but I can see why people might want to do it. So on a serious note now, if if you've dialed in, like you train hard and you recover well, yeah, happy days, but you've you've dialed in your nutrition, it's on point, your your recovery, your stretching, everything like that, you've, you've done everything that you possibly can and you're looking for that, next little bit i would say put this into your training try it out but again if you're oh, doing I thought you were going to say not... um i thought you were going to say something to train primal andy to take it to the take wait, it to the next level wait wait <laughs> wait let me finish for cutting oh my god um <laughs> god, he ruined he, it now he was Bill. perfectly leading up to it i know 100 percent. i had it in there so so it's gonna go 
Yeah, so oh, you've even lost my train of thought now. Right, <laughs> sorry, I'll yeah, put, put it into your tra- put in training. If, if it doesn't agree with you and you're just sort of forcing it, don't do it. And if it does, do it well. And then if you're still looking for that extra step, join Prain, uh, Train Primal. That <laughs> you team, absolute monsters. We've absolutely butchered that ending there, haven't we? <laughs> I'm fucking right. You're just gonna have to edit the whole thing. Right, don't do drugs, kids. It's it's, it's okay. I've made things worse. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, it would be sick Fuck. if you got like the train primal stencil on one of those green wheelie bins. Ooh. <laughs> and oh, you could sell show. them on eBay. Primal ice baths. We're we're gonna take primal over the world. Ice baths. Primal ice oh. baths. Right. Oh, there you we're go. Gonna, we're gonna so we're what, gonna get done. So, so what we're gonna do is just steal bins and then just put a sticker on the front and then sell them. Wait. Let me just quickly rewind to the beginning of the episode. Ignore everything we just said. Ice baths <laughs> are the future. Ice baths are amazing. Yeah. Primal ice Wait baths, get yours now. <laughs> I mean, look, I just want to say cryotherapy uh, cryotherapy chambers, so not cold water immersion, but the cryotherapy chambers, it costs like up to 80 quid to go in those. So a green wheelie bin could be a lot cheaper and than that. And then just put the lid over. And Yeah, a exactly. A primal wheelie bin. <laughs> and it a doubles the storage <laughs> for your ice. Yeah. And, and uh, we'll even put a little handle in, on the inside so you can close it properly so it doesn't bang your head. Um, one thing we did kind of forget to mention, kind of serious again as well, is that uh, in some of the research we've mentioned, such as uh, Fife, etc., it does show that cold water immersion does seem to be a fair bit better than cryotherapy. Cryotherapy, that's sorry. A, that's an important one to yeah. point I mean, out. We didn't <laughs> mention it. Oh, sorry, it wasn't in Fife. It was in the 2017 one. I uh, can't pronounce the guy's name, so I'm not going to attempt it. Begins with an A, though. Nice. Yeah, I've read that paper, yeah. that it, it does show it's a little bit better than cryo chambers, which kind of, why would you do that then? Because it costs so much and more money. To be honest, that's the thing, is a wheelie bin full of ice and water is a lot cheaper, cost-efficient, and you can have it on site compared to a eighty pound cryo chamber. And if the train primal bins come out, you know, even better. Yeah, We're throwing will. a three months program in with each wheelie bin. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and we'll even wash out the bins for you. Oh, Andy, that's too far, mate. Not a fucking bin cleaner. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa. So, you're gonna get, so, you, so you're just going to give someone a shitty bin? Nice one. Just going to add bin men to the uh, offensive list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you later, guys. Cheers, cheers Bill. Bye-bye. As always, thanks for listening. While me and Andy don't have any real plans to release a range of ice-filled wheelie bins, we do actually have a fitness community offering various health and fitness programs. The Primal brand has got a lot of exciting things coming up in the pipeline, and we're really excited to take our members along with us. So if you do want to join our community, then head to trainprimal.co slash sign up. And this will also give you access to our closed Facebook group where all three of us continue to chat plenty of shit. We will see you next week, same time, same place for a brand new episode. See you soon.